It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Single Mom Survive and Thrive. Just me plus three, and we're living our best life. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to my newest episode, which I will reveal is going to be called Terrible Teens. I thought I would just chat by myself today because I haven't been organized enough to get somebody to interview on today's episode. So it's just going to be me talking about what I like to call the terrible teens. Um, and not the terrible twos, because have you ever noticed that two-year-olds couldn't be any more perfect and cute? Actually, if we're going to think about toddler life and like how terrible they are, I feel like they really get bad at three, don't you think? <laughs> like meeting the emotional meltdowns, the, the times that they, um, you know, they realize that emotional manipula manipulation they can do with their cryings and their fits, right? <laughs> their emotional outbursts. Like before that, they're too young to realize that. They only cry when they... A legit like in pain or fall or hungry or something but when they're three that's when they realize wait a minute if I throw myself down on the ground and scream mom and dad will come running over to me and fix my issue and I'll get what I want <laughs> so my co-worker at work always calls it the three-nager well I want to fast forward and let's talk about the terrible teenager um, and it's significant to mom life in general I you don't have to be a single parent to be relating to any of this um but it's certainly you really feel the pain of the terrible teenager when you're doing it by yourself <laughs> I have to say although I like to think that but sometimes I don't I actually haven't raised teenagers with a spouse so you know it could be just as difficult and it could actually make things even harder with a, a grown adult to work through it with so I like to I like to think that it's really difficult to do it by myself, but maybe, you know, in all reality, it actually might be easier this way. <laughs> I recently met a new single mom friend and we were talking about that and we both agreed that, you know, sometimes it's so much easier to do things by ourselves, right, than to have to account for a spouse's opinion or, you know, have them chime in or, you know, there's just there's benefits to both sides, right? You get the emotional support of walking through it with somebody else when you're married or you also get the complete control of managing it by yourself when you're doing it by yourself. So whatever your situation is out there, whoever's listening, um, I'm sure one way or another you can relate. And honestly, it's probably going to be single parents and moms that are listening. So you're probably not in your head like, yep, <laughs> I actually find it much easier without my ex. Sorry, exes, but it's just sort of true. But let me just tell you, I like taking this back to my beginning of my eight year journey of being a single parent. 
my very good friend, she's been sort of like a mentor to me throughout this process because she's um she's been a single mom her whole life and her kids are now 25. So, of course, she's she's a um a pro. And so when she used to tell me, Jeanette, just wait till the teenagers, boy, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, OK, sure thing. I don't think you can get harder than right now, you know, kids being, you know, not being able to be watched. Um, you know, I always need a babysitter. They're, they're just so little. Well, let me tell you, teenagerville, not fun. I have to say this is, this one's trying. And I honestly can say that I think like overall, I am quite blessed, quite lucky that my teenagers are not terrible, terrible, terrible. Like not Dr. Phil worthy, you know, <laughs> like having to go off to some troubled teen farm, whatever. Which, by the way, let me just tell you, if you hear the noise and the screaming in the background, oh, yeah, that's my terrible teens out there in my in my house. I told them I was recording today, but do you think they care? No, of course not. So it really echoes the exact sentiment of what's going on in my, in my world right now. It's like, if I want to go do a podcast quietly in my room and have you guys be quiet, you know, because recording, you know, mics pick up stuff. I don't have a studio, by the way, guys, so I go in my, my bedroom to do this. You know, of course... You'd think they'd be like, got it, mom. Like, we, we hear you. Like, we'll go in the bedroom. We'll go outside, whatever. No, mm -mm, living room. Completely forget. Completely don't care. Typical. So I've just decided to not care today. And that way, if you guys hear any noise, screaming, you know what it is. And so for those of you out there that have teenagers, raise your hands right now. And in your other hand, I want you to get a glass of wine. And I want you to look at it and I want you to say, I deserve you because you helped me through this. We call this mom juice. Okay, so cheers to that. It is the holidays. We just got through Thanksgiving. So it's okay that I'm drinking wine. <laughs> if I didn't drink it, I don't know what I'd do. Actually, I don't want to promote alcoholism. That's not really the best way to manage life. I would say antidepressants is probably the better option. Just kidding. Huh, typical example. <laughs> I just got interrupted right now uh, after I told them, please don't disturb. I am doing a podcast episode. You think they care? Nope. Mom, I need my straightener. Mom, 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 mom. Anyway, I don't want to talk too much negativity about my children. I do love them. Don't get me wrong. I want to put that out there. I love my kids. I love my teenagers. But they really try me. I'm not going to lie. And there's a few reasons why. Uh, maybe, you know, a reason I'm talking about this today is not just to air my dirty laundry and get my stress out there. But it's to just kind of walk through with you ladies or gentlemen, whoever's listening, to walk through with you guys to like just kind of vent a little bit, right? Safe place to vent. I'm sure that you might be listening thinking, yeah, I feel the same way. I have a teenager and they drive me crazy. And it's true. It's like, I feel like, like I said about the three-nager, the three-year-old, right? The terrible twos, but really it turns into threes when they're terrible. They know one thing, one thing to do really well manipulation emotional manipulation and I understand it I get it right I've read enough and done enough personal like psychology journey journeys to understand that like there's a big shift from child to adult in the teenage realm I do understand they're trying to learn you know their place in the world what kind of direction and purpose they have to you know, it's, it's, it's a big transition. So I do understand, you know, they still have very little control over things in life, but they want to have more control. They're, they're becoming independent. They're becoming driven to do their own thing, which is not bad. So I do try to empower independence as much as possible and give them a voice and all of that. But in doing that, there's a very 
crossed line that they certainly start to then think they can be in control in times they shouldn't be, you know, and that's, that's that pushing of boundaries that I'm, I'm experiencing. I have teenage girls. I haven't had a teenage boy yet. My son is 10. So (laughs) I'm not sure how it's going to compare, but I have two teenage girls, 14 and 16, and they're a year and a half apart. So they're very close in age as well. So even though they're, you know, a year and a half, they're very much kind of like the same age. They're very different personalities and they go through things in a different way but they're very close. And so I've got like that double whammy teenage shit going on in my home. Um, and it's, you know, catapulted by female, um, hormones. I'm sure of it. Um, amongst many things, emotional issues. You know, I realize that I'm emotional. I mean, we're women, right? Those women that are listening, we're women. We're just naturally emotional creatures. We like to take things to extremes. We like to really think about things when we don't really need to think about them. We overthink things, right? I've been dating this guy, by the way, who I haven't talked to you guys in a while. He's a really great guy and we've been really doing uh, great. And so we just had a conversation yesterday because I was saying some stuff about, you know, I don't know, what's going on about something I'm not happy with. And he kept, and he said this a few times, you're really in your head right now. You're like overthinking this stuff. Like you don't, it's just do and be and that's not overthink and I'm like dude if only you understood women like your mind doesn't work like a woman's mind when things are going well and then we've got like intensifying feelings which I've explained this to him so it's kind of cool that I can do that when when our feelings get deeper and intensified our thoughts start going all over the place and our emotions get triggered and we start to overthink and we start to really analyze and we start to that's just how a woman's mind works so you take that mindset of a woman, which now at 42, I know how, I know a bit more about that. I know how to work through it. I understand it. But you take that in a very young state, like 14 and 16, and uh, you've got Clash City, right? So, you know, my oldest just got her car and her driving license. So I'm very happy about that. So like I said, I've really um, been a big fan of empowering independence. She's very, very helpful for me. I'm so grateful of it. So I'm, I'm at that stage where I'm like breathing like ah, finally, I can get some help in a way. I sort of have like a mini adult in my home. You know, she can pick up my son after school. She can go to the store for me sometimes. Like there's some independence um, in her and in them that's been, that I've been craving for a while because it's really hard doing it by yourself, right? You're always having to take one kid somewhere at school. You're just basically doing everything. And the older they get, the more demanding they are. Like, like, oh, can I go to my friend's house? Oh, can I go here? I go to school. I have three kids in three different schools, so that was hectic. Um, it's always been hectic. Like, it's just, even if they're all in one place, it's still hectic. Like, just get it. I remember getting them out the house, lunch is packed, all them dressed. Like, there was a time when they all couldn't dress themselves, right? So I had to make sure they all were dressed and washed and brushed teeth. And so now it's like they're independent enough, like, they pick out their own clothes, wash their own hair and teeth, and you know. So there are th- stages that even when they're independent in that way like they get up and make their own breakfast and get dressed but I still have to get them to three freaking different schools so there's still these newer challenges that come up one two different two girls are in two different high schools and my son's in a elementary I mean it's just like if it's not one challenge it's there it's another brain fog insomnia moodiness achy joints weight gain maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. 
Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. But besides that point, I know that, um, you know, you take that independence that you're instilling in your kids, your girls, teenagers, and then they start to grow this sense of like, oh, I'm, I'm an adult now. Okay. I can, I could start talking to you in a way that you, you know, you're more on my equal. I could start pushing back and saying like, no, I don't want to do that. Or I could start this, I could start challenging your boundaries, challenging your rules, Furthermore, I'm going to manipulate a place of you that I know I can, which is, let's say for me, it's kindness, it's giving. I'm a very giving, kind person. I'm very proud of that. I take care of my parents and that, and and I'm happy and blessed to be kind and giving to my kids. Um, I think there's always a balance, though, right? Of you don't want to raise spoiled brats. So I feel like I'm replicating what my parents did with me quite well in instilling a very um, responsibility-driven reward system. So, you know, they understand that they get pretty much anything they want these days, but it comes with a price of chores, um, responsibilities that you have to meet, you know, schooling and all of that stuff. And there is no question about it. So that's just sort of like a life lesson. Like you just don't get things for free, you know, you have to work for it. So, so anyway, I think I've been doing over the years pretty good about that and really instilling that in them. And the girls have done really well about being responsible enough to like, um, not really fight me too much on that. So I can't really complain in a sense. I've heard of a lot of worse rebellious teens out there that just refuse to do anything around the house and become very belligerent and very rude and disrespectful. Like my, my kids would never cuss me out or any of that. I just feel like for me, it's like I've been able to be quite successful in instilling this like authoritative hierarchy. Um, and the girls are starting to challenge that more, especially my oldest, which is pushing on my buttons of frustration that is testing my patience, testing my irritability levels. And, you know, frankly, I can be a bitch <laughs> and to them, towards them when they've been pushing my buttons, you know. And I know that's not really fair. You know, yes, not yesterday, a couple of days ago, we got into a fight about something. And I walked away from the fight without getting too mean. Because when I'm really angry, like any human, I can lash out, you know. And when I finally walked away from this sort of argument we got into, which, again, I'm not going to spend too much time arguing with a teenager because uh, I'm the adult. I, but still, walked away and just felt these emotions of frustration and anger brewing. I wanted so badly to act on that. I wanted to go out there and tell my daughter that she should go live with a grandma. I wanted to kick her out. Like, I wanted to be really bad, <laughs> a bad parent. I was fighting that urge so badly. Um, but I'm so grateful I did because by the time things boiled over and everybody was just mellow and calm and the next that evening and the next day I felt like it was all forgotten. 
you know, about and everybody was back to being respectful to each other. So I don't know. I feel like there's really a, a lot of power in just stopping the conversation and walking away, closing the door and just keeping your distance because it can get very destructive when you act out in your anger. Um, you know, and I think that's me, us as the parents and as the moms, we have a responsibility to to know that. And they may not have that wisdom as much, right, to know that. Although I have to say I'm, I'm grateful my kids are not terrible with that. They're not very, they don't like to, to get into fights and drama. They'll kind of tear up and just want to just stop the conversation. So that's good. I've seen Dr. Phil's and various stories I've heard and stuff where kids are throwing things around and beating up people at school and really taking it out somewhere, you know. But everybody's got to have an outlet for their frustration somehow. And so I sometimes fear, like, I sometimes sit in fear, like, what, what is my child going through? How is she getting this out? How is she doing it? Like, I know she's not going to bully anyone. Is she turning inwards with it? Is she... So the recent quest is to get her to therapy. So that's good. Um, and so we're going to be doing that. So I highly recommend therapy for anybody that's going through it. We really should be doing therapy anyway. I, I don't think it should be something we go to in trauma and drama and last case resort. I personally believe it's a good maintenance tool. Um, I say that, but do I practice what I preach and go to therapy on a regular? No, I don't. So I have been on and off for many years. And then when pandemic hit, my therapist and my insurance situation changed. And so I haven't seen a therapist in a while. But I know my daughter's going to start seeing one next week. Is it next week or this week? So I'm hopeful that it's going to be sort of like a, a mom and daughter option too, you know. So I have to kind of go through that. You know, mental health is is such a thing in the teenage life in general everybody goes through something right internally mentally so I do feel like it's important for us to be very aware of what it is we're going through trying to work through it with the right tools with the right people therapists church books whatever it might be because everything's workable you know I always feel just my heart breaks for people that feel like there is no solutions or no options for help and then they you know they feel like there's no way out and then they do think that, you know unspeakable things when it's like no there's always always a way out, a way through things. You just have to know where to go and who to speak to. That being said, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that and how, you know, each, you know, I was just saying to somebody that I would have thought by eight years post-divorce, and especially since my situation has been unique, that things would be so easy by now, you know? Um, but each stage you go through post-divorce is like a new one. Like, I'm I'm through the woods now of, like, grieving the marriage and all of that. It's a long time healed. You know, I'm even now to the stage where I've been starting to date somebody. And although that's raised some very questionable emotions in me that speak to my trauma from the past, I've still been able to, like, really work through it in a very... Mentally work through it in a very healthy way and, like enter into something that's pretty healthy actually with this person he's actually a great guy he really is I mean there's a lot that I wish he was different in a lot he's there's no passion there's no <laughs> um 
I wouldn't say no passion, but it's very like passionless. He's just not like that really, but he's very much like he gives me his time and his, and um, he's just a sweet soul and very like, I can tell him anything that I want to say. If it's, I'm frustrated about something, I can tell him and he's, he'll hear me out and say, you know, I understand what you're saying. Sorry about that. You know, work on that. And we just talk through things. And so we've been seeing each other since April. Sorry, switching the subject. But it's been very casual and very slow. And that's still slow and casual. But it's definitely intensifying as time goes on and as our attraction becomes deeper from just having getting to know each other and spending more time with each other. It's really a nice pace that I've never done before. <laughs> I always did the unhealthy jump right in pace. So for me, it's really refreshing <laughs> to have these healthy redos I don't know what the future holds for me in the sky I don't I don't want to look too into that or in the future but I know right now it's really nice I'm really proud of myself pat myself on the back and how healthy this is and how the slower pace is really working for me and I'm with somebody that he's in that same healthy space he's not demanding more from me or less or anything he's just going with the flow and we're just letting the natural fate of it like take its course and we just it's progressing more with you know, on its own. That being said, that was a side note. Sorry. Um, I don't even know what my original point was there. Oh, but yeah, I mean, to, to segue this though, dating has always been um, a strange water to navigate for me because my kids were really damaged from the exit of my ex-husband and um, continue to be. Oh, that's what I was saying. The new stages. This current stage is where my daughter's dealt, been dealing with a lot of rejection from her dad a lot of abandonment feelings, a lot of you picked a new girlfriend over me, you picked drugs over me, a lot of those inner painful feelings. So she's harboring a lot of anger right now through that. So I'm hoping this counseling will help. Apparently dad's coming back in town. So we'll see if that happens. But there's just a long ongoing journey with our with our world of dad not being in the picture, in and out of the picture, if you will. And so each phase brings its own new challenges according to their stage in life. You know, the more aware my son gets of everything, the more he gets question. He has questions about it. He is also he's just recently diagnosed on the spectrum, so which I've always known. But like he's got he processes things in a lot more of a two dimensional way. So he doesn't really usually have many thoughts about it. But I know he feels and has thoughts. He just doesn't communicate them well. But each stage, as they get older, they get more aware of the situation and can kind of enter into a new stage of grief. My daughter's 16 and we left when she was eight. So half her life she lived with him and half she hasn't. My son has known like no other way, really. He was barely two when we left. So, you know, I have to always remember for her, like she still grieves like a past part of her life, the first half of her life that was blissful in her eyes. And that's how many kids feel when they have a home with two parents. And it's a great, beautiful home life. And then all of a sudden it's ripped apart. And there's like no dad and no... You know, I have to, like, give her credit for being so strong to this point. She's been such a, a trooper, so positive, so full of happiness and light over the years and done well in school. And then I finally, I think finally it's really, the heaviness of it is really coming, she's coming to terms with it a little bit more. She's seeing it more. And at her age, like, as she's moving into adult mentalities, I'm sure she's thinking, wow, <laughs> what a painful existence sometimes what a 
painful man he's been. What a what a horrible piece of my life that I don't like to look at. Sometimes it's been sneaking in. She's not been talking to her dad for over a year now. She refuses to talk to him even though, you know, I've been reaching out to him, like telling him that she really needs him more than ever to, to put forth some effort. So we'll see what he does. He's supposedly moving back to California. He just moved out of state over a year ago. So anyway, long story short, like, you know, through these through this journey of this um podcast that I started, like their dad's been a little bit up and down in and out. <laughs> so you guys have heard of quite a few, you know, seasons. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So recently, my oldest daughter has been um, doing some things that have really been pushing us into argumentative states, like really talking back to me, really challenging what I have to say, really, you know, just being disrespectful in general. But one of the deal breakers the other week was when her teacher called me and said she'd been basically skipping some classes that I didn't know about. So I caught her in a lie, you know, and trying to get out of her language arts class. You know, she knows I don't, I don't stand for hiding, lying, omitting, all of that. It really triggers me for some old trauma that I walked through a lot of that with her dad, right? Um, and so one of the things that, you know, I we had a huge fight and I went off at her and everything. And she ended up bursting into tears and saying she's really struggling about, you know, the whole thing with her dad. She misses her dad, but she hates him and everything like that. And and there was another argument we had that I blew up and said she reminded me of her dad, which was a really low blow. But this whole dad thing has been, you know, the reason was, I, by the way, that I brought that up is because she was doing that manipulative stuff to get what she want out of me and taking advantage of my kindness, which is the abuse that I endured for many years for my ex. I mean, that's, that's an addict all the way through, you know. So I know that's very teenage typical. However, it's really a sensitive spot for me because I spent many years fighting uh, to heal from that. So it triggers something and it pushes an old wound um, of mine that I couldn't help but throw out in an argument that, you know, don't, you know, you, you, that's similar to your dad's behavior. And that really hurt her. So there's just been a lot of things that have come up in her teen stage right now that's like being triggered from her dad, the hatred for her dad, the resentment for her dad. It spills out into many things, into her schooling, um, into my, like, you know, resentment towards me. You know, I've been dating this guy and she's, she's not warm and welcoming to him, which I don't expect it to be really warm and welcoming, but she's like the opposite. She's like cold and like, doesn't make him feel welcome at all and always has snidey comments to make to me behind you know when he's not around like oh he's always over here and I'm very respectful of their space I don't you know bring him over that much he doesn't you know try to be all up in their space it's still very casual and just like a friend you know if you will but she has something to say about it always and I feel like it just stems from that anger towards her dad and the, the bitterness she just harbors you know 
So I just realized that, you know, a lot of this stuff is still very much in surface for her. Even though, like I said, it's been eight years since I've divorced. I wish that some of this was behind us already. But I realized that in their teen years, she's really starting to process this and internalize it. I'm sure she's trying to feel like, I'm sure she actually feels a lot of, not blame, but I don't know. I mean, when she was a kid, she just had to walk through it and just get through it and accept it. And now she's really emotionally processing it. And I feel like she, you know, she's within her right to have anger and pain. And I stand with her in that. And I, I told her dad a while back, I'm not going to talk to him because I want to stand with her. But, you know, as time goes on, I realize how much that resentment is is festering in her. And it's spilling out into her behavior towards me and other people. And it's really trying me. And like I said, this is why I say the terrible teens. It's like, you know, part of me thinks even if it wasn't her dad and that whole situation with him being in and out of his li her life and be having caused the trauma in her that he did, it'd probably be something else because it's still teenageville, you know? <laughs> and that's what I often think is like, you know, don't sit in this, um, you know, wallow in the sorrow of, oh, you just messed up their life with this, you know, situation you raised them in. And I, I try really hard not to take any blame because at the end of the day, it could be that, it could be something else. It could have been anything that they've had to walk through. So I really hope that one day throughout her growth and well, all my kids, that they'll learn to realize that you're not a victim in this. You are just, this is your situation and this is the unfortunate thing that happened that you had to deal with as a child. Not everybody has to deal with that, but some people with homes with two parents, they both, they all have to deal with something. Anyway, so basically I've come to this conclusion that all we can do is take each situation at a time when it comes up individually as it is, this situation, this phase, this season, and just walk through it day by day and just know, I tell myself, just know that tomorrow it'll be different. Tomorrow will be a new day. And there's so much power and truth in that. Like sometimes you feel in that moment, like it's so bad and it's so dark that it's going to continue to tomorrow and it's just such a bigger issue than it really is when really the fights, the arguments are part of normal life, normal growth through, you know, learning how to cope with things. And the next day might just be a whole different kind of day. The arguments would be done. The sun is out. Everything's good. And you'll have good days and bad days. And I'm trying to make sure I don't blow some of this out into a bigger proportion than it needs to be by being dramatic or acting on some of my emotions, saying things like doing... Sometimes I sit and I think, gosh, I'd like to send her away to, <laughs> to a troubled teen camp, but, like, she's not that troubled. It's not that bad. I'm just being a little extra. But for me, sometimes it just becomes so overwhelming and so hard. And I try to cope with it in the most healthy ways. I know I joke about drinking and wine and stuff. I really do try to maintain a healthy balance with that. I like to drink wine, but I also really like to work out. I like to eat healthy. I like to have a balanced life, good sleep, not, you know, a good amount of social time, not too much social time. Just balance the life of work and fun and home life and family and stress and happiness and joy all together with just equal amounts of, of balance, right? Because sometimes it's like, one day you just think it'll be awful and hopeless and the next day it's great. So I have to be grateful. I have to be thankful. My kids are healthy. I'm healthy. We're healthy. Ultimately, that's what matters. 
It's just sometimes this teen life really gets to me. <laughs> and, um, you know, those of you out there with teenagers, I'm sure you're like, hell yeah, amen on that. <laughs> and terrible teens is a thing, guys. It really is. And I feel like all of us together who are going through this teenage fill on our own, especially just let's keep going and just know my friend always says just when they're about 21, you guys will be best friends. <laughs> so We have a few years yet. Got to get them through high school. Got to get them to college and stuff. And then when they're in their 20s, you know, it'll be better. It's just a trying time for sure. So anyway, that's all I have. I hope all of you had a lovely Thanksgiving and got through the holidays well. And if anybody has anything they want to drop me a line or um, a comment about today's episode, if you guys are going through it too with your teenagers, I want to hear your story. I love it when you guys message me. You can get to me on my Facebook at, um, at Single Mom Survive and Thrive. Also Instagram at Single Mom Survive and Thrive. And you can always shoot me a message. Um, always looking for people to chat with too on the podcast. So please feel free to let me know if you're interested in doing that. Um, but it's just nice to be able to hear from some of you moms out there about what you're walking through and how, if this, if anything is helping you or for me, this helps me just to be able to do this and then, um, just get it all off my chest and talk to other moms sometimes and just really know that out there someone's listening, who's going through exactly what I'm going through and you get it and I get it. And we come together as moms together so we can survive and thrive. Woohoo! Cheers to that, ladies. You have a great one. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.